Okay, this is the daily lectionary comments for uh, Monday of Easter 4. We're going to be looking at Leviticus chapter 9 and uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 18 to 36. Now, Leviticus chapter 9, as um, with almost all of Leviticus, it's sometimes hard to see how this is important. But actually, um, this chapter is a very important chapter, and it's very interesting uh, but what we're going to do is back up, and rather than looking at a lot of the specifics uh, of it, the most important part of it is to see generally what it is that this is talking about and why it's here. To set it in this big context, the uh, tabernacle has been completed in Exodus chapter 40, and the glory of the Lord uh, was shown in it. So so the people now know that, that God can be uh, accessed at his tabernacle. And then the very next, uh, right after Exodus chapter 40, you, you run into Leviticus. And the first seven chapters of Leviticus describe a number of different sacrifices. In other words, these are the things that are going to be happening in the tabernacle. It describes a burnt offering, which is, um, really symbolizes the, the, the total devotion of an individual's body and soul to God. Uh, grain offering, which is uh, like a, an offering of your, your your property or your wealth. A peace offering is very interesting in that a peace offering uh, indicates fellowship with God. It's a, it's a very joyful kind of a sacrifice where the person offering the sacrifice uh, eats part of the sacrifice together with the priest who offers it, showing uh, the, the, the fellowship and communion of the Israelite with God. Um, it's a completely voluntary sacrifice. And then you have a couple of sacrifices called sin and guilt sacrifices that are basically for atonement to deal with sin. We, we tend to think of sacrifices, uh, the sacrifices of the Old Testament, as primarily being atoning sacrifices, but actually most of them were not atoning sacrifices. In other words, they weren't designed so much to deal with sin as they were offerings of the people to God. But uh, so all of these go together. Uh, so we'll move on now then from the sacrifices that are described in Leviticus chapter 1 through 7 to chapter 8. And in chapter 8, Aaron and his sons, these, the Aaron and his descendants are going to be the priests. God has designated him as the priests. The priests are the ones who will actually offer the sacrifices, and the sacrifices will be offered in the tabernacle. Chapter 8 of Leviticus describes the consecration of Aaron and his sons to perform this work. So now the stage is set for Leviticus chapter 9, and Leviticus chapter 9 shows the inaugural, uh, inaugural worship service. Essentially, Aaron begins the, the ministry of worship at the tabernacle, and this is the very first worship service. And so we're going to take a little, a little look at kind of the, the liturgy uh, uh, of, the, uh, of the sacrifices and of the tabernacle. Now, probably the most important verse here is uh, chapter, it is uh, verse 6. If you look at verse 6, it says, And Moses said, Moses said to Aaron, This is the thing that the Lord commanded you to do, that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Now, earlier, uh, before the construction of the tabernacle, the, the, the Lord made the comment that, that so the tabernacle was to be constructed in the sanctuary so that I may dwell in the midst of the people. And here, 
the, the purpose of this worship is described, and it is this, that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. So Moses uh, guides Aaron uh, to and, and teaches and instructs and mentors Aaron in how to do this work, how to offer these sacrifices. And we're not going to talk about exactly how the sacrifices were offered, but what is very interesting is their order. Because there were a whole bunch of sacrifices that were offered on this initial um, inaugural worship service. And here's how they went. First, Aaron would offer a, an atoning sacrifice, a sin offering for himself. In other words, because Aaron and his sons themselves had sin that needed to be atoned for, a, an atoning sacrifice was offered for himself first. And then Aaron would offer a burnt offering for himself. That is to show the total devotion of himself uh, and the priest to the Lord. So first the priest takes care of himself, and then the Aaron would offer up an atoning sacrifice for the people. Following the atoning sacrifice for the people, Aaron would offer up a burnt offering for the people, then a grain offering for the people, and then last of all, a peace offering for the people. So you can see the progression. First, the atoning sacrifice. Sin must be dealt with. Once the sin is dealt with through the atoning sacrifice, then a whole devotion offering, a whole burnt offering may be made. You can't make that offering until you've dealt with your sin. So then the the Israelite offers up a whole burnt offering now that his sin has been taken care of. Once the Israelite, once uh, uh, Aaron has offered up for the Israelite a, a, a sacrifice showing the devotion of the whole person, then uh, the grain offering is offered. Uh, so, so on behalf of the people, all of their property is, is, as it were, offered to the Lord. And then finally, once the sin is dealt with and the person is totally devoted to the Lord, then there may be this peace offering. And the peace offering is, is uh, in, in many ways a lot like uh, our, um, uh, our communion. And that is, it, it, it shows a fellowship in the altar and peace with God. That's what the peace offering means. But that is the final offering, and that's the offering where the Israelite would eat uh, the, the, the sacrifice, part of the sacrifice, together with the priest who offered it, and that would complete the, the, uh, the round of sacrifices that would be made. After all of these sacrifices were made, first by the priest for the priest, then by the priest for the people, in this order, first for an atoning sacrifice, then as an offering up of the person and the property, and then finally a peace offering, then Aaron will bless the people. And, and uh, this, this, is, uh, this is the famous, uh, what's called the Aaronic benediction, uh, the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. That's what Aaron would say at that point. And then having completed this initial offering, it says uh, in verse 24, And fire came down from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the pieces of fat on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. So this is the initial uh, worship service that we get a glimpse into. It's not really legislation here. In other words, we're not being told what sacrifices are to be done. It is instead describing what was actually done as Aaron had this first worship service. And then the people respond 
by blessing the Lord and falling on their faces. So here we have a description of what is now going to happen day after day after day in the tabernacle and later in the, tem- in the temple so that the glory of the Lord may routinely appear before the people. Now I'll say quickly, the glory of the Lord will not routinely appear in, in uh, visibly like this. It, it happens visibly this first time. But after that, the people are simply to understand that when the priests do their job in the tabernacle, then the glory of the Lord is, in fact, appearing before the people, whether they actually see it or not. Now, because it needed it, I took a lot of time on the first reading from Leviticus. So this, uh, the reading from Luke chapter 9 is going to be very brief. Um, this is a very familiar passage regarding Jesus predicting his death and then the transfiguration after Peter confesses that Jesus is the Christ. The key thing to understand here is where this fits in the, in the gospel narrative. This is the, right at the cusp and the transition from Jesus' Galilean ministry where he's introducing the kingdom of God. And after this point, after this point in the gospel, he will then turn uh, his focus to going to Jerusalem and in Jerusalem there he will, he will uh, be crucified and die and rise again. So this is kind of the pivot point in, in, uh, in the gospel from before and from after.